Thank you for joining us for this episode of 1514. As we come to the end of 2022, I want to invite you to support the ministry of the Biblical Counseling Coalition financially. You can do so by sending a special year-end gift, or maybe this is the year that you can join us as a monthly giver and support the ministry on an ongoing basis for years to come. I hope that you have been blessed by this podcast and the many other ministry outlets that the BCC has to the public. But there are many other things that go on behind the scenes that most people are not aware of as we seek to build unity in the biblical counseling movement. If you're passionate about that, I pray that you would join us in that effort by supporting us financially. Welcome to 1514, a podcast of the Biblical Counseling Coalition. 1514 draws its name from Romans 15:14, where the Apostle Paul encourages the church that they are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to counsel one another. I'm your host and the executive director of the BCC, Dr. Curtis Solomon, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Today's interview is one that I did with Curtis Heaton, who is the new executive director of the Canadian Biblical Counseling Coalition. It's been really exciting to see that ministry grow as the biblical counseling movement around the world continues to grow. And it's exciting to see Curtis be able to take on this role full time as the executive director. Uh, it was encouraging to talk to him and hear his story, and I pray that you're encouraged by it as well. Thanks so much for listening. Well, Curtis, thanks so much for joining us for this episode of 1514. Could you introduce yourself to our audience? Gladly. Well, thanks for having me, Curtis. Um, it's kind of funny here having a Curtis and Curtis on this <laughs> interview together. It is. I don't know if that's it is. coincidental or providential, but uh, yeah, it's it's great to be here. Um, so just, yeah, to introduce myself, I'm Curtis Heaton. I am the executive director of the Canadian Biblical Counseling Coalition. Um, so I live in uh, southwestern Ontario uh, in, a, in a town called Cambridge. And it's just about an hour, an hour-ish from uh, west of Toronto. Um, I have a wife, uh, Valerie, and and three young kids that uh, run us off our feet. They're they're very busy, and uh, but we love it. It's a busy home and uh, lots of activity. Um, I'm also serving in in the local church here. Um, the church we go to is called Forward Baptist Church. Uh, I've been serving as an elder for the past two years. Uh, we love it. It's it's just a, a place where we set down roots, and, and God has really worked uh, in that church, and we're just so glad to be a part of it. Uh, for the last 12, 13 years, I've been working in, in business, uh, commercial real estate. So this move into ministry is a big big change for me. Um, it's uh, be an adjustment, but uh, very excited about about the opportunities ahead. Yeah, no, we're, we're, we're really excited for you and really excited for the Canadian Biblical Counseling Coalition too, because you're the, you're the first really full-time executive director, and that was a big step of, of faith on their part and yours to take on this new role. So why don't you tell everybody how, how that even came about? What, what led to them making that decision and you saying yes to that, that invitation? Yeah, well, it's, it's quite a journey by, by God's grace and providence. Um, I'm, I'm, so, I'm still kind of in awe of just how God has orchestrated everything. Um, so I just started, um, this September. So, um, just, just really starting to get my feet wet into the, into the position. Um, but yeah, the, the CBCC, um, just call it the short form of the Canadian Biblical <laughs> Counseling Coalition. They, um, otherwise it's a mouthful, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, we, um, the CBCC, um, started, I guess, meeting together as a board. I think it was December of 26, 2016. Um, and they just, they kind of had this five-year vision of, of being able to hire a executive director. Um, so we're, we're in that five-year mark and, uh, here God has, has kind of brought things together and, um, over the past number of years, like I've had a, a growing passion for biblical counseling and, um, just the way God brought me together with them is just, um, it's a wonderful story of, of obviously his providence and, and sovereignty over all this. Um, so super grateful for, for this opportunity. Yeah, that's really, it's really exciting. And I remember being back with, uh, the board, I mean, it was probably 2017 or something shortly after that. They were already doing annual conferences and things like that. And I got to go up and speak at one of those and sat down and talked about what does the executive director role look like and what are you what are you hoping to have? So it's really exciting to see that come to fruition. Um, so how did you get how did you get into biblical counseling? And then how did you connect? How did what did that long story actually look like? Yeah, you know, I've been thinking about this question over the past number of months, and I think I think my journey maybe in biblical counseling started when I was a teenager, and just kind of this love for God's word, for Scripture, applying Scripture to people's lives. I served uh, for many summers as a camp counselor, and that's kind of where that blossomed was just building into young lives, the the, the lives of young kids, and and then into fellow staff as as I moved into kind of a senior staff position at the camp. Um, and I remember, I think it was a summer when I was 19 years old, and just kind of having the sense that that this was what I was made to do was to to have these kinds of relationships with people where we're talking about God's word and and just being a listening ear. Um, and then over the years, you know, into the twenties, you know, tried some different things and went to university, did an undergrad in, in English. I had the desire to be a teacher that didn't really go anywhere. Ended up in the business world. Um, and then about nine years ago, I was introduced to a, a friend, uh, from Brazil and he, he introduced me to the world of biblical counseling and I ended up taking a course through uh, Heritage Seminary, which is here in Cambridge, Ontario. Um, it was kind of the first, one of the first courses I think they ever offered in biblical counseling. It was sort of a trial. They, they offered it in the summer of 2014. And it just opened my eyes to this whole new world that I, I hadn't really known existed, but um, just kind of connected with the desire in my heart for God's word and uh, one of the texts we had to read in that course was David Pallison seeing with new eyes and the Lord really used that book to, to just transform the way I saw scripture. And from there, it just really got a hold of my heart. I, I attended the CCF conference in 2014, that fall, um, then continued to take different courses through CCF, uh, heritage started offering more things. Uh, they now offer a certificate in biblical counseling. So I did that. Um, I've done ABC, uh, level one training as well. So just really trying to immerse myself in that world, buying all the books I could, I could get my hands on and, um, just really, really trying to get a hold of, okay, what is this biblical counseling thing and how can I equip myself, um, to, to be used for God's glory for his kingdom. 
Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, some of some of the people who helped start the Canadian Biblical Counseling Coalition have been guests on this podcast and are part of the of the Biblical Counseling Coalition's council, like Betty Ann Van Rees, I know is really significant in that and was has taught at Heritage. Um, Nathan Penny, Dave Robinson, just wonderful, wonderful board that you guys have. Um, so tell everybody like how you mentioned the school and the expansion of that, because I think prior to that course offered at Heritage, there wasn't really any, definitely definitely not any ongoing consistent training in biblical counseling. And now you have that certificate program. In addition to that, how else has the, has the biblical counseling movement been growing in Canada? Yeah, I mean, that that whole move and shift in towards biblical counseling, you know, for heritage, yeah, really began um, probably about four years ago, I think. Um, and then I know that just this year, they started offering a whole undergraduate degree uh, with a specialization in biblical counseling. So that's really exciting to see that that's really taking hold and, and they're starting to expand that. Um, but yeah, there prior to that, there really wasn't a whole lot of in, in the way of say formal training offered, uh, at, at schools here in Canada. So, um, yeah, it's, it, we see it growing and I'm hearing of other schools as well in, in the country that are starting to shift towards, uh, biblical counseling programs. I think previously it was a lot of, you know, a lot of, uh, psychology and that sort of thing. Uh, so we're seeing a bit of a shift in that towards biblical counseling, which I think is, is excellent and, um, and much needed in, in Canada. So I'm hoping we'll see more. Um, we don't have near the amount of theological schools that the States have, but, uh, <laughs> um, it's good to see the schools that we do have starting to embrace that and, and make that a focus and a priority. Yeah. It's actually really exciting. And I think sometimes what people, outside of Canada looking in, hear about or focus on some of the negative things we see in kind of post-Christian movement and even the attempts uh, and actual success to put laws in place that might restrict Christianity in different ways. Uh, but as Christ promised, that gates of hell will not prevail against the church. So it's exciting to see and hear about the church actually growing and moving and, and expanding and, and deepening uh, its ministry there in Canada too. So that's really, really awesome. Um, so how, what would you describe as the state of, of biblical counseling in Canada today? Well, it's, it's funny. I, I, I kind of hate using this word, but I, I, you know, the word grassroots comes to mind. Um, but I, I say, I don't like using it because I know that there's people in Canada that have been doing biblical counseling for many years. Um, you know, especially our brothers and sisters in Quebec, um, they've been really advancing things in on the French Canadian side, uh, for many years. Um, and then you've had, yeah, just individuals and, and, and pockets of people across the country that have been doing things individually, not, not necessarily from a Canada wide perspective. So, uh, in terms of bringing sort of a cohesion to, to biblical counseling in Canada, it's really been the last five, six years that we've kind of seen that grow. Um, obviously with the formation of the CBCC and, and what the board has done over the last number of years with having a, an annual conference. Um, so it's still, I think it's still in the kind of the early stages of just gathering some momentum. We're seeing, we're seeing some good growth. Um, but obviously lots of, lots of ground to cover. Canada is a, 
is a big country and we're all kind of spread out and there's, we've got dense pockets throughout, you know, in Ontario and out in BC and, and the East coast. And then there's kind of a whole bunch of middle ground there in the prairies that, uh, you know, we still need to work on and get, get a hold of. So, um, lots of good work being done, but as I say, I think, you know, the word grassroots comes to mind. It's just, um, still in those growing, growing phases. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, well, talk to you some about maybe some of the challenges that you guys face. You hit on a few things. I know we at the on the BCC Council, Mathieu Caron and Daniel Henderson are both kind of in the French-speaking Canadian uh, center. Um, and that, I mean, that in and of itself is is a unique challenge, having kind of a, a, a one nation two languages. Uh, what else, what other kind of unique things are you facing up there? Well, I think you, you talked about it just there a few minutes ago about, you know, laws and that sort of thing coming into place. I think that the reality is, is that, you know, when, when you're doing the Lord's work, the enemy's at work too. Right. And we, we know that in ministry, um, in Canada is becoming culturally, politically, I think more hostile to biblical values. You know, it was a country that was built on biblical values, but we're just seeing the erosion of that in the last, certainly in the, over the last 20 to 30 years, but, but more intensely in the last 10 years, I think. Um, so you've got laws like in the last year, we've had the conversion therapy ban, which um, I know there's been similar things in the States. And I actually remember reading, uh, I think it was over the summer or in the spring there about. Uh, some of the things that were happening with uh, Faith Lafayette um, and and in Indiana there, and I was I was quite surprised to see it, at how um, the challenges they were dealing with there, and that's it's a similar thing here, and the and the law that's sort of been put in place, I think, is meant to have a cooling effect on uh, counselors who want to counsel from a biblical standpoint. Um, so that's one of the the, the challenges that we're up against. Um, and I, th- I think for, for those that are listening, if, it, you know, if it's a largely American audience, you know, Canada, I think it's important to understand that Canada is a bit ahead of the U.S. in terms of its cultural, political liberalism. Um, you know, I think I think as we look as we look south, we still sense that there's some strong, uh, a strong evangelical foundation in the states and in Canada. That's just really almost non-existent now. Um, they, you know, you certainly don't see it in the polit- political realm and it's not even welcomed in the political realm. So, um, so we're up against it in, in that sense that just the challenge of, of trying to, um, move forward in, in, uh, certainly in biblical counseling, but in ministry as a whole, you know, the church, um, doesn't have the voice that it once had, um, in, in the perspective of, of Canadians as a whole, but, um, there, we trust God's sovereignty. You know, we know that, when there's pressure on the church, the church grows. Uh, you know, we see that in other parts of the world where uh, the church is under persecution. Uh, it's growing. And so I, I see a bright future ahead in, in the church. Uh, I think the, the next step is really going to be a deepening of faith and a deepening of our roots uh, within the church. Uh, and certainly for biblical counseling, I think that's that's the focus. Yeah, well, that's it's a good encouragement and a good word too. One, I think, is a warning to people in the United States or other nations that maybe have a 
a stronger cultural representation of Christianity. I think I just was listening to a podcast that was talking about a study that came out of the 2022 version of the study of evangelical theology. And it was really shocking how, how bad the theology is of even many people claiming to be evangelical. Yeah. Uh, like the, the number of people who no longer believe that Jesus is God uh, in, mm-hmm. who claim to be evangelical has increased. So I think it's a, a, an important thing for us to remember because um, there is, I think, sometimes an American pride, like we don't want to go the way of Europe and Canada. Um, but the sad reality is that is oftentimes the direction we're going. And sometimes that pride is more rooted in nationalism than actually good theology or something along those lines. Um, but going back to what Jesus said, the, the church is going to prevail. You know, his bride will not be uh, put down. Whether or not culturally it's accepted um, it is not, <laughs> that's not promised. <laughs> the world, I think he yeah. actually said something like the world is going to hate us, not, uh, not love <laughs> yes, us. So we should, we should not be surprised. We should expect that and, and press forward in faithfulness. So that's, a, that's encouraging to see other, other maybe challenges. I know you mentioned the, the geographic, uh, I had a friend who, who traveled across Canada for their summer vacation and he was just describing how a lot of the population is, close to the border because you have these massive swaths of land that are almost uninhabitable. Um, I imagine that presents some level of difficulty for people fellowshipping, connecting, uh, building relationship and sharpening one another. How do, how do you guys deal with that? Is that an issue? And how are you, if it is, how do you address it? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, it's, I think it's a work in progress sort of figuring out how to do that. Well, um, I think, you know, one of the things that's been really encouraging is, you know, the CBCC conference that they've done for the last number of years and bringing together people uh, from from around the country. You know, there needs to be a, a place where people can meet. And so I think that that's a that's a key thing that we need to just keep doing and keep promoting and and bringing more and more people th- throughout the country to it. Um, yeah, and I, it's I mean, that is that is a problem for any sort of cross Canada organization. There's, there's real difficulties with um, just having that sort of cohesion uh, of, of ministry across the country, because you do have uh, places like Quebec where there's, there's a language barrier in some ways. And then you've got, you know, the Rockies in a sense tend to be a bit of a, a dividing line, you know? So there's, there's um, it's a very unique country in that sense, you know, that there's, um, you know, probably land wise, we're almost as big as, as the States, but, you know, a 10th of the population. So, um, yeah, it's, I think it's an ongoing thing that all, um, national organizations are always trying to, to work through and think through. And I think the more that you can provide opportunities and, and spaces for people to gather, um, and that's, you know, one of the things we've been talking about as a CBCC is what, you know, what can we do even looking at regionally, you know, bringing together people in, in different regions, understanding that that's, you got to contextualize for, for the particular region that you're, you're serving in too. Yeah, no, that's a good, yeah, that's a good word. It was encouraging when I was up there, how many people were there actually at the conference, because even, even down here, um, you know, the, a biblical counseling conference of a few thousand people is really big. Uh, so to see as many, I think there are a few hundred people there, and I'm sure it's grown, obviously, 
minus the pandemic, uh, hoping that it'll continue to, to grow and, and see. But what it's said to me, too, is that people in Canada are hungry for this kind of training, this kind of opportunity, this kind of ministry to be taking place in their church, and they're willing to travel to get it and to, to connect. So that was, that was really encouraging. Um, what are some of the things that maybe excite you about the new role that you're taking on and, and maybe what you hope to achieve through it? Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm just excited uh, on the whole. I just really, f- it's exciting to just be part of this growing movement and to serve the Lord in this way. It's been something that's kind of been burning in my heart for a number of years and, and kind of throughout this time, just going, Lord, wh- where do you want me? How do you want me to serve in this? Um, so to be able to take this on uh, from a national perspective is just, uh, that is really exciting to me. Um, and I'm excited about the opportunities I had for our country. Um, you know, even though there's been great challenges, I think one of the, one of the positives that's come out of the, the COVID pandemic is that I have had more conversations around biblical counseling personally in the last year than I've had in the last eight years total. You know, it's just, there's a lot more, um, interest. There's a lot more curiosity about it. Uh, people wanting to get trained. Uh, and I think that's as, as the church has kind of seen the need for equipping their people to, to handle, you know, the issues of everyday life. Uh, it's, th- there's a huge opportunity there. So I'm anticipating that God's going to do some amazing things in, in the years ahead. And that's what really excites me. No, that, yeah, that is that is always exciting to get to watch God work and to to see that in in a nationwide capacity and and likely really international. I think that's one of the beautiful things too with with the connections that our countries have with other places around the world is you will the Canadian Biblical Counseling Coalition is going to reach far beyond the borders of Canada uh, and probably ebb down into the States too, whether or not we like that or not. That's a whole nother. <laughs> Depends on well, how. I hope, I hope we can have a positive influence. You know, uh, well, I mean, if it's the Bible and people loving Jesus and loving people, it's going to be a good influence. So we need, we need all the more of that. Um, what are some of the, when you think about needs facing, um, for, I'll, I'll, I'll start wide and then narrow in. I want to say needs, Canada-wide in the church, uh, maybe specifically in biblical counseling, what kind of needs, what are the things that, that are facing um, the ministry and the church in Canada? Mm. Well, I think, you know, probably similar to you guys, there's there's a, obviously a growing need for uh, biblical care. You know, soul care is, um, is just at an all-time high, right? We know that that there's just a, you know, coming out of COVID through COVID, um, there is just a, a huge need to care for the souls of people. Um, you know, we're certainly seeing that in our church. Um, and I think that's just true across, across the country and, and probably, um, down in the States as well, I'm sure. Um, and so, you know, and, and as I mentioned, the, the, the landscape of the church in Canada is changing. Um, and there, there are great challenges ahead. I think from, um, just, uh, our impact in the, in the community, um, and how do we, 
how do we move forward in proclaiming the gospel and sharing God's truth in boldness, but doing it in a way that's winsome, um, in a way that's that's gracious and loving? Um, I think that's um, that's that's a challenge ahead of us. You know, we've got such a great a number of issues that, that need to be um, addressed and, and we need to take a stand on, but um, certainly need to do it in a way that uh, shows the love of Christ. Uh, and we're living in a day and age where it's it's hard to uh, express your opinions or express um, a particular stance on something without being offensive. And, and you know, we're certainly living in a, in a culture that takes offense quickly and easily. Um, so I think, um, yeah, the onus is on us, I think, just to, to, to show that uh, love and grace um, and truth uh, in a way that's that wins hearts and souls for Christ. Yeah. Um, we're, we're living in a hypersensitive culture and all the Canadians I know, they constantly apologize for everything. So I, I, it, seemed, <laughs> it just feels like it would be even more sensitive. <laughs> yeah. So, well, or, or easier to offend, uh, narrowing into the CBCC, what, what needs are, Oh, let me back up. Sorry. With the soul care, the uh, needs that you're talking about, that would be kind of need for people, right? people who are equipped and, and trained to, to offer the care and provide the care that, that people need, um, which m- multiplies into need for more training, right? Uh, which it's exciting to see how much it's grown already, but it needs to grow even more. With uh, one thing we noted in the 2016 Global Summit is a lot of countries need resources in their culture, and their language, that kind of thing. Uh, in the English-speaking Canada, there's lots of English resources, but do you think there's need for Canadian contextualized resources or is there enough overlap that a lot of the resources that are produced in the States are easily adopted there? Like what, what's that look like for you all? Well, I think in terms of, you know, stuff that's being done in biblical counseling, I mean, we've been blessed in Canada by what's, what's happened in the States, you know, and when you think of, of all the, um, the great books that have been written over the number of years, um, you know, the ones coming out of CCF and, and other organizations, um, you know, we, it's been a huge asset to us, you know, and those resources are, are used widely. Um, but you're right. I think there's, there's a need for a Canadian context. Um, and I think, you know, as we look to training and those kinds of things, that's where, um, we need to see some, some work happen. And, and it's, you know, going back to what I was saying about heritage seminary here in, in town, like it's exciting to see schools that are offering more of that training. And I think that as we can continue to build that out and continue to, to have more sources of training, um, I think will be, will be a great asset to the church, you know, and as you said, yeah, with the need for soul care uh, rising, that we, God needs to raise people up. Uh, and I believe those people are in, in the churches. Um, and, and in some cases they just need a tap on the shoulder to say, Hey, you know, would you consider this? Would you, you know, give this some prayer and some consideration? And, um, and that's been my heart for my church, you know, just to see, see God raise up the people within the church to start meeting those needs. And, uh, I think, I think that's going to grow, you know, as I said, in the last year, having so many conversations around biblical counseling, has, has encouraged me, but there is, uh, the awareness is, is getting there. And, and so that's creating a, a buzz about, okay, what, how do I, 
how do I get some training? What resources do I need to do to get, um, to get equipped for this? So that's good. Uh, as far as the CBCC goes, what needs does the ministry have at this point? Well, you know, I would say first of all, prayer is a big one. Um, and for you guys are, are brothers and sisters in the South, um, to pray for us and encourage us, I think is, is huge. We need your prayers and encouragement. Um, you know, it's the, the biblical counseling world is, is in its early days in Canada. And, and I know it's, it's had a, a long history in the States, uh, for several decades. And, um, so we need your, your encouragement prayers, um, as, as things continue to grow. Um, and, uh, financially, you know, if, uh, ministry takes finances in order to operate. Yes, it does. Um, and we, <laughs> everyone knows that. Um, and we, you know, we trust the Lord. We, we trust in his provision and he has been so gracious to us already. And we, we look to him, uh, to supply the needs, uh, financially, but, uh, we also know we need to ask. And so, um, if there's ways that our, our brothers and sisters in the States can, can bless us, uh, with that support, both in prayer encouragement and then financially as well, uh, we would, uh, we would be blessed by that. And we would be uh, very encouraged to, to have your support in that way. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. And I would highly encourage our audience to, um, the BCC is a faith supported ministry. We rely on donations, but I always love to let our guests share that need as well and encourage our listeners to give to whatever the Lord lays on their heart because he's, he has more money than we could imagine. Uh, we don't need to be fighting over that kind of thing, uh, but just encourage each other. So if the Lord lays on your heart to support the CBCC financially or through prayer, through other kind of gifts or time or energy or whatever, uh, please, please, please do so. If somebody's interested in doing that, where can they go to, uh, to send you support, let you know that they want to stay informed on what's going on in Canada, other things like that? Well, the best place is our, is our website. So, um, our website is biblicalcounselingcanada.ca. So I know the BCC's website is biblicalcounselingcoalition.org. Um, very similar, uh, website. Um, there's a contribute, uh, tab on the, on the website there, um, with some different options for, for giving. And, um, and I believe on the website too, there's, um, a, a way to sign up for our email, uh, list so you can stay informed with events and uh, find out when our conference is. If, if anybody from the States wants to come up, we'd love to have you. <laughs> um, be a great chance to visit. And, and uh, yeah, so uh, again, yeah, biblicalcounselingcanada.ca. That's our, that's our website and you'll find lots of information there. Yeah. And we'll definitely link to that in our show notes. And then, and if you go to the BCC website too, if you're a listener and a, and somebody who's affiliated with our ministry, when you click on the menu button, there will pull up a world map and we do have a link directly to the CBCC mm-hmm. website there as well. But uh, it's always fun to type Canada into your to your URL search engine there. So (laughs) be sure to do that and check that out. Well, Curtis, as we mentioned before, uh, you know, you don't have to have the name Curtis to be an executive director of a a coalition, (laughs) biblical counseling coalition ministry, but apparently it doesn't hurt. So uh, thanks for being with us. We have a segment at the end called two minute favorites. Are you ready for that? 
Sounds good to me. Yeah, I'd love to do it. All right. This is just a fun way for our audience to get to know you a little bit better as a, as a human being. So here we go. What is your favorite food? Uh, I'm going to have to go with pizza. All right. Favorite color? <laughs> Red. Favorite sport? Oh, basketball. All right. Favorite sports team? Uh, Toronto Raptors. All right. Favorite, uh, favorite Bible verse. This was a tough one. Um, I'm going to say, um, Hebrews three 13. All right. Um, do you want me to, do you want me to quote it? If you can't, you feel free. I'm never opposed to hearing scripture, right. but, but encourage one another as daily, as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sins, deceitfulness. Hmm. I just love that verse. Yeah. Favorite gift you've ever received. Uh, my wife is an artist and she, a number of years ago, uh, did a beautiful, um, uh, pencil drawing of our dog. We have a German shepherd and, uh, that, that was a, a wonderful gift from her. All right. Favorite gift you've ever given. Oh, my parents had their 40th anniversary last year and we gave them, uh, a photo book me and my sister worked on. Uh, spent a lot of hours putting that together and uh, that was a lot of joy seeing their reaction when we handed that to them favorite word oh I don't that, that one is that's a tough one <laughs> I'm an English major so I, I like words in general but um, I'm going to say grace just because of all that that means in, in the Christian life all right least favorite word This will be a funny one. Moist. <laughs> I don't like that word. <laughs> Favorite candy. Uh, um, I like sour candy. So any any kind of sour candy really is, uh, All right. is a favorite. Favorite book of the Bible. This is a tie between Romans and 1 John. All right. Very good. Well, that wraps up our two-minute favorites, which also wraps up our interview. So, Curtis Eaton, thanks you so much for being with us on 1514 today. Thank you, Curtis. Much appreciated. Thank you for listening to today's episode of 1514. If you'd like to find out more about the Biblical Counseling Coalition, you can visit our website at biblicalcc.org. Special thanks to our podcast engineer, James Wills, who does all the post-production editing to make this podcast sound so wonderful. Also want to thank my assistant, Carrie Felton, for helping to arrange these interviews. And a special thanks to Andrew Riddell, who composed and recorded the music we use on 1514. I hope you have a wonderful day.